0: Good morning, guys. How are you? It's a beautiful, beautiful Monday. I love Mondays Um, because when I first started working on my own, sometimes I'd do a business proposal or there'll be somebody that I'll be excited to partner with. And the weekend felt like forever. You know, so whenever Monday would come, I'll be so excited. I'll be so over the moon because for me, it'll be like, this is my chance. This is my chance. This is my chance. So I hope you change your perspective and realize that as long as God has given us a new day, it means we get to slay. We get to have another chance to do things better. We get to have another chance to do things differently. And we also get another chance to learn and change from the mistakes that would have made in the previous week. So I'm wishing you all a blessed and beautiful Monday, wherever you are. You're awake, you're alive, you're here now. You know, let's make it work. Let's make it work. So yeah, guys, I'm a bit fluey. So if my voice sounds a bit different on the other hand, please forgive me. I am literally grasping for breath uh, and I'm talking a bit faster than I normally do. Because I just want to, you know, make sure that I still get to share the things that I find exciting and whatever inspiration God has actually given me for the day. So today I want to talk about the Leah and Rachel situation in the Bible, uh, but more importantly, with a greater focus on Rachel than Leah, you know. Um, Part of the reason for doing that is because there's a song by Busiswa, you know, and forgive me, sometimes I have to explain some of these things because I've got friends who are from Congo. I also have friends from Angola, um, who are not from the country and also have friends that are from Zim, but I would like to believe that um, Busiswa is kind of like well known now, you know, because of her music and also because of being that voice and that true representation of plus size women in the industry who are dominating and proud of their bodies and who they are. So there's a song, Midnight Staring, right? And I know it's not biblical in any particular sense. But I want us to focus on the title, Staring, and put it together or tie it in together with Rachel's experience in marriage, right? So if we backtrack a little bit, um, so basically, as I tell you what inspired me or what lessons I learned, I also want you to bear in mind that title, Staring. So uh, basically, in the beginning, we J- Jacob had run away from um, his mess that he had created at, at, um, at his father's homestead by stealing his brother's inheritance, right? And now he was in trouble. He co-partnered with his mother, and he cheated his brother out of his inheritance. So now he was scared that his brother would kill him and he had to run away. So when he ran away, the first person to come through to his aid was his mother's brother, who in this case is called Laban or Laban. I don't know, depending on how you pronounce it, but let's just say Laban. And he had two daughters, and one of them was Leah. Leah was the eldest one, and Rachel was the youngest one. But Joseph met Rachel first, and it was love at first sight. He fell in love with her instantly, and he loved her. And so he ended up working for Rachel's father. And he wanted Rachel's hand in marriage, but the father was like, no. Actually, the father agreed. Uh, But what he said was he put a condition to it and said, you have to work seven years to you know, to get my daughter or to earn her hand in marriage, right, which he was prepared to do. So he did. He worked for seven years. However, when the time had come for him to marry Rachel, the father-in-law tricked him and gave him the eldest daughter, who in this case happens to be Leah. But Joseph was, sorry, Jacob was drunk. He didn't realize this, you know. So he made love with Leah of course and woke up the following morning and that's when he realized that he actually had been tricked which was very ironic because he tricked his brother out of his inheritance so now someone had outsmarted him and done the exact same thing that he did to his brother so I don't know if it's karma or if it's being served or if it's God fixing his past I don't know you can call it whatever you want but I thought that was something that was also very ironic because he thought he was smart and he had gotten away with it but somebody outsmarted him so that's also very funny. And then he obviously was upset and he realized that he had been tricked, but he still loved Rachel and he wanted to marry her. And Laban was like, no, you shall work another seven years to also earn her hand in marriage. And so he was willing to do that. And he earned her hand in marriage. He waited for those seven years. So after 14 years, basically, he now had two wives. And so you learn uh, Rachel's journey was not a very easy one because first and foremost, she got cheated of her husband. She had to wait another seven years to get him, which is a very, very long time. I mean, we can't even wait a year or two years in a relationship. So imagine waiting seven years just to get married to someone because you love them that much, you know. So... It depends on your perspective as well, and so for me, what I'm learning about Rachel's story this morning, which is what I wanted to share with you, is that she teaches us about patience. You know, I don't know if we can call it patience or if we can call it timing. There are certain things that I believe: if God wants you to have now, He'll give you instantly. It doesn't even you you will feel like. What have I done to earn this? Like, this is just amazing. I wasn't expecting this. You know, that's what we often say. But the things we want the most or the things we value the most, I believe God tests us. You know, for gold to be so expensive and for gold to be one of the most biggest commodities and, you know, that really sustain economies in a lot of countries, it has to go through the fire you know, and that's why it is so, so valuable. So I believe that there are seasons where we have to go through the fire in order for us to attain the things we value the most. And God does that maybe in a way deliberately, because if you ever realize when you get something so easy, how negligent you are, or how disrespectful you are towards that thing, because you didn't suffer for it. You didn't feel anything for it, you know? And I don't know if it's a human disadvantage or what, but that's what we generally do as people, you know. So, anyway, going back to Rachel's story, Rachel for me is a staring, guys. Like, if you know Wussisa's song, this is the reason why I'll, I'll call her a staring. She knew her place, she understood that Jacob loved her. And there wasn't anything Jacob wasn't willing to do for her. I mean, if the dude could wait an extra seven years just to get this woman, that tells you that he didn't love Leah at all. He just shoved her on the side and understood that, listen, this is just a technical glitch. It's nothing permanent. It's just something that I find myself in, right? And which is crazy because she ended up being the one who gave him six boys and one daughter. And during that period, Oh, Rachel, her womb was closed. And the Bible tells you that God closed it for a while. Though in that process for her, it didn't seem like a short while. It felt like eternity. It felt like forever because she had to deal with her sister who was blatantly mean in front of her, you know, to show her that I'm better than you because I got married first and I have the children. You got married second. You've got nothing, you know. But I love that God arrives in time, he arrives at the right time. He is never late, guys. That's one appointment that God will never, ever miss in our lives. You know, and so he arrives in time and he opens up Rachel's womb and she gives birth to Joseph. Ah, guys, I love Joseph. Hey, my favorite, favorite character in the Bible. If anybody knows me, they know that I, I love Joseph, guys. That was my man. Like, I feel like we are one <laughs> if there's anything like that. But yeah, that's me. And if you look at Joseph's life and how he comes into Jacob's life with the other six brothers who didn't like him and hated him, you know, I've got another different um, audio clip that I did regarding Joseph and I didn't realize that I actually didn't post it. So I'm going to share that one um, either tomorrow or on Wednesday. That's our next story. Ne? So if you're like me and you like to be prepared, you better start reading the story of Joseph again so you and I can exchange notes. But you know, that's just how crazy things are. Rachel waited so long and God opens up her womb and she bears, you know, This boy who changes the trajectory of his entire family. I mean, do you understand that that womb, I don't know what God was cooking in that womb or what he was preparing in that womb. But this is the thing that I always believe that if at work you haven't been promoted, you shouldn't despair. Rather use that as an opportunity to either work hard or work smart. You know, do you understand that you've got to believe that God put you in that company for a reason? You know, if you're in the industry where it feels like opportunities are being taken by other people left, right, and center, when you need to go back and have those conversations with God to say, God, am I in the wrong position? You know, and if I'm in the right place, give me the tenacity, give me the will, give me the courage to just hang in there. Because I know that whatever you're preparing for me is bigger, it is better and i'm going to enjoy it and the other thing that i realized is that whatever god gives to us is always permanent it just gives birth to bigger things and keeps giving birth to bigger things it's it's heaven sent we like saying these things are heaven sent so joseph comes at the right time in lee in in a and Rachel's life, you know, but unfortunately, she then gives birth to another boy, and his name is Benjamin, who was also the father's favorite. favorite. Benjamin was the last one, and it's so, and um, she dies on their way to Jacob leaving his uh, father-in-law's homestead because now he was going to build his own home and uh, live a separate life from his father-in-law. Remember, he had lived there for 14 years while he was trying to run away from his brother who was still angry with him. Um, the brother's name is Esso, if I remember correctly. And so I wanted us to focus on that. You know, um, Wusiso says, I don't even know how to say this, guys. Whatever you do as a woman, whatever you try to do to take my man, whatever it is that you try to attempt, whether you put on some nice fancy lingerie or you try to cook differently or you try to do things differently, I'm the staring, like I'm the main guy, I'm the main girl. My man is still going to come back to me. So that's her message basically to say, I'm the new chick, I'm sticking around, I'm not going on anyway, right? And so are you a staring, you know, whether it's at work, whether it's in the industry, um, are you the you know, like kistatulo. Are you the person that's in control? You know, are you in control of your emotions? Are you in control of your mindset? Are you in control of whatever challenges happen around you? You know, are you easily moved? Because at times we bucket every dog that comes our way, and that can be so exhausting. Because by the time you deal with bigger problems, your mind is not even there, and then you end up being defeated instead of reserving your energy or whatever you can for bigger and far much more important things. So yeah, that was my inspiration. Um. To say, whatever season you are in, patience is something that will never be overrated. Patience is key in everything. You're tested when you're waiting in the parking lot. You're tested when you're waiting in the queue. You're tested when you want amazing things or certain projects that you're working on. That cannot be seen visibly now, but you have to plant the seed for them and wait a good two years, wait a good five years. Sometimes we have to wait on projects and we sign contracts for them, but they're only going to come to fruition after two years or three years or so people only visibly start to see them after such a lengthy period but in between what does god do to us he molds our character he reminds us that he's a good father that he's loving he is faithful and that he will bless us as long as we do as he asks so obedience is also very very important guys i mean all rachel know Joseph? Sorry, Joseph and Jacob, so confusing at times. Um, And they're both my favorite characters as well in the Bible. So you realize that Rachel and Jacob had an understanding that I'm going to work seven years for your father to earn you. Please wait for me. I can just imagine the conversation they had. You know, like he must have been calming her down and saying, babe, listen, I don't love your sister. You know, you're the one I love. You know, don't go anywhere. Just give me seven years. And that was an agreement that they had. And she waited. So what is your agreement with God now concerning your life? What is your agreement with God now concerning your marriage? What is your agreement with God now concerning your children? You know, to say, God, you and I have have an understanding and I'm going to wait on you, Lord, or Lord, you and I have an understanding. You're going to bless me and I'm going to continue being an obedient and faithful child. What is your agreement with God? You know, those are questions I want us to ponder on. I also need to go back and, and, and ask myself that, Lord, what am I trusting you for? And stay there and wait, because I promise you whatever he has is bigger, it is better. And let's believe completely with our all that it is permanent you know nobody can take it away from us nobody can move it away from us i mean look at leah leah tried all the tricks in the bible i mean she gave birth to kids like left right and center you know year after year year after year she's just birthing these boys and what was crazy was she was unleashing boys boy after boy boy after boy and you know but nothing changed you know Jacob was not phased. He was not moved. He still knew the love of his life. He knew the woman he first fell in love with, and that was Rachel. So nothing that is meant for you will ever arrive late. Nothing that is meant to be yours will come to you distorted, broken, messed up. Uh Uh-uh. During that waiting season, that's when it's being refined, it is being perfected, it is being custom made just for you because you're that special, you're that important, you're that amazing, and you're that loved by the Almighty. So I wish you all a perfect Monday, a great week ahead of you filled with nothing but joy and blessings. And remember, if traffic tests you, if somebody tests you, anything tests you, you're the staring You're the main guy. You've got this in control. You've got everything under check. You will not be moved by anything that is insignificant. Right? Wishing you all a best day. (laughs) Enjoy your Monday. (laughs) Happy Sunday, guys. I hope you are phenomenal. You are doing very well, and you're also taking very, very good care of yourselves. My name is Lorraine, and welcome to the show titled Elevation with Makumalo, which is my podcast that you can find through anchor.fm. You can just go through Google Play or iTunes, I believe, and you can find the app. It's actually very free, which is fantastic, I think. (laughs) So you can find all my work there, and I enjoy these moments because most of the times I record my podcasts, in the morning and I try by all means to be consistent though it's been a tough week and I haven't been able to send a lot of podcasts as I would have wanted to but I'm truly grateful for the feedback that you guys have actually given me since I started so yes I'm wishing you all a blessed Sunday and I hope you're taking very very good care of yourself so anyway let's get on to today's topic Um, so I was thinking about Jacob you know and what came to mind was how he quickly Uh, manipulated the brother into giving him his inheritance right so in this particular case the focal person that i wanted to think about or refer on or ponder on is actually his brother esso right and how he quickly gave up his inheritance to his brother Jacob which is very very sad you know when you look at the story and how they um, grew up I mean even in their mother's womb they were already fighting you know and uh, Jacob's name derives from how when they were born he is the one that was actually holding on to Esau's heel you know which is very interesting I can just imagine in this modern day life how that would have actually panned out but anyway For me, I love the story because it reminds me how as people, we don't see the value in certain things. We don't see the value in certain relationships, and we also don't see the value in how God has positioned us, right? Um, success is something that uh, you have to fight for. It's something you have to believe in. It's something that, if you're predestined to have it, right? It's actually let me not say if you're predestined to have it. Anybody can be successful. It really is a choice at the end of the day. Any one of us, the odds are always in our favor. However, it is challenges. It is bad relationships relationships. relationships or being in bad environments that can make us believe that we're not destined to have what God has already told us we can have you know so you sort of like have to take a few steps back and analyze yourself analyze the relationships you are in in order to come out strong and really separate yourself and um, become the light and the salt of the earth that God calls us actually so anyway let's get back to Jacob and Esau I love how you know I don't know if I should call Jacob manipulative or smart but, you know, he was very cunning and very clever in the way that he used to make his brother give up his inheritance or give up things. Um, for example, he made him give up his inheritance. Michael Dalapo, he also managed to con the father into blessing him instead of Esau, right? So Esau didn't realize from the get-go how he disadvantaged himself by not valuing his place in the family as a firstborn, right? they were loaded 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 blessings that god had his way but he was so quick to give up his um place as a firstborn all for food and can you just imagine he was so so hungry that jacob said to me if you're that hungry give me uh, my position as the eldest child and I'll give you whatever it is that you actually need which is so so stupid when you think about it but at times it happens that we find ourselves in desperate situations and we give up what is so valuable to us all in the spur of the moment not realizing that if we hold on and we trust God you know joy will come in the morning or there will be a light at the end of the tunnel because God has not forgotten about us he has not said no right he is preparing us for better but we give up what is valuable to us. Some people sell off their business ideas in a desperate um, moment, you know, because they're looking for money, I suppose, you know, Um, if you heard a little small ring there, those are messages just coming through. So just ignore them. (laughs) I hope they're actually not audible uh, in the recording that I'm making. But anyway, it happens. So let's get back to the story. So I was still saying that in a moment, of desperation you know in a moment of weakness you will give up something that is so valuable to you something that could open doors for you something that could change your family's trajectory you know something that could change you as a person develop your character develop who you are Just because you needed some quick cash or you needed some quick back And there's so many Jacobs out there, hey, who come disguised as people who love us Who come disguised as people who care about us And in that moment, offer us something that looks better Or something that might look like it will do us good But instead it actually does us more harm and takes us 10 steps backwards So yeah, that's what I wanted us to talk about today And it's sad also when you dig deeper And you read the story further, that not only by giving up his place as the firstborn child, Esau planted a seed, right? If you look at his uh, children and his children's children and what happened to them thereafter, it it really says a lot, you know? Whereas Jacob fought for everything. He wanted that uh, title of being the eldest child in the family. He wanted those blessings. He knew that being the second child, he was not going to get those things. He didn't stand a chance. And I, I, I'm i not encouraging manipulation. I am not encouraging corn artistry because Jacob was a corn artist of all sorts, I personally think. You know, but God had a way and he knew and understood why from the moment they were in their mother's womb, things were going to pan out the way that they actually did. And then when you look at um, Jacob's children, you know, how they became successful. You know, Joseph... uh was actually one of his children. Benjamin was also one of his children. And you look at how far they went in life. It tells you that some blessings are actually generational blessings. You know, your children's 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 children long after you're gone benefit from the decisions you make now. You know, so it also encourages us. It makes us think that what decisions are we making now? that will impact our children's children's children. After long, younger years, we've been gone and, you know, we are resting in the Lord. So, you know, it really makes you think and it really makes you question. Don't make decisions that will impact you forever, you know, in a spur moment of weakness, in a spur moment of desperation. And also watch the people around you who manipulate those things, you know, and take advantage of you and tell, you know, take this opportunity, it's gold. You know, recess and think about it. Seek wisdom. It's so important to be surrounded by people who are wise guys, people who help us make the right decisions that not only look out for our best interests, but also protect us in the long run because certain decisions are irreversible. You know, until we go back to God and we ask for forgiveness and we start from scratch. So we ought to also be surrounded by wise counsel. Kings were successful because they didn't make decisions alone. They surrounded by themselves with people who could help them be the best that they could be. Managers who are at the forefront, who are also very successful and run the most important and successful companies are surrounded by employees who are smart, employees who do the right things, employees who act and make the right decisions. So it's very, very important to be surrounded by the right people unfortunately for Esau, his mother loved his brother more than him so she didn't come to his defense or his aid when um the brother manipulated the father and also stole his blessings which is really sad because a mother should never have to choose between a mother should love all her children the same way and try to protect all of them at the end of the day you know but uh it's things we learn as we grow as well and um yeah i hope you have a beautiful sunday i wish you the best for the rest of the week please do not forget to take some time to spend um silent moments planning your week ahead taking care of yourself and lastly and very very importantly guys do not forget to check on somebody strong people around us always appear strong but sometimes they're going through challenges that they cannot let us in on even the creative ones the smart ones the strong ones the ones who appear to have their stuff together also go through challenges so don't forget to check on your friends check on your family you know just check on each other (laughs) thank you so much i appreciate the feedback and may god bless you have a great 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 sunday bye guys